to Hope City Church, Melbourne, Australia. Stay tuned for another inspiring message. Joshua chapter 1, if you want to turn there, and we'll be unpacking this passage today. It is a great part of Scripture. Verse 10, Then Joshua commanded the officers of the people, saying, Pass through the camp and command the people, Prepare provisions for yourselves. For within three days you will cross over this Jordan to go in to possess the land which the Lord your God is giving you to possess. I'll read that again. To go in to possess the land which the Lord your God is giving you to possess. So who knows that the, the Israelites had an inheritance, didn't they? They had the promised land. Amen. That God gave them uh, the promised land. It was the land of Canaan that, uh, that he, he swore to them through their, through their fathers. So through Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, especially through Moses, there was this promise that they would have this land and in the land they would be under God's blessing, they would be under God's favour, they, uh, they would be prosperous in everything they did as a nation. So this land was very important to them and it was important to the Father. It was important to God that the Israelites would claim ownership of this land, that they would take the land, that they would grab and, and possess their inheritance. And who knows that just like the Israelites, God has that same desire for us today. We are in a greater covenant, amen? amen. They, they were in an inferior covenant. We're in the new covenant where we don't have a, a, a promised land per se, but we have the land of God's promises. So this year, God has promises for your life. He has an inheritance for you and it's his deep desire, just like the Israelites, for us to cross over and to possess our land this year. Is anyone excited about that? So 1 Peter chapter 4 says that, oh sorry, verse 1, chapter 1 verse 4 says we have this inheritance and it's a spiritual inheritance that's laid up for us that through the resurrection of Jesus, we've been given new birth into a new hope. So who knows that we can be hopeful this year? You should be full of hope because you have this inheritance, it says, that's stored up for you that can never perish, it can never spoil, and it can never fade away. Romans 8, 17, we are, the, the Holy Spirit comes into your heart. The minute you say yes to Jesus, He makes you a child of God. And that means that you're an heir, and it says you're a co-heir, a co-inheritor with Christ. So think of Jesus right now. Think of everything that Jesus has inherited from God. If you think about that, that is all you've inherited today. Amen. You're clothed in Christ. You get everything the Son of God gets. Amen. So if you think of your inheritance for your life, you can think of uh, the promises of God for every single area that you would be blessed and prosperous in your health that you'd be blessed and prosperous in your finances, in your relationships, in your business, in your assignment. See, this year, hopefully, a lot of us have spent some time with God and we've, we've got God's dream for us this year. We've got a God-given goal for us. We, we know what God wants us to pursue this year. We know the assignment that God has for us this year. That's your inheritance. So the Holy Spirit will show you things to come. That's your inheritance today. Your inheritance is God's provision for your assignment on earth. Amen? And so we have this incredible uh, inheritance, and, and the Israelites had this too. 
and they had to learn to cross over. They were stuck in the wilderness. For 40 years they were stuck in the wilderness and they had to learn to be a people who would cross over the Jordan into their inheritance and possess their land. And so like the Israelites, we need to learn to be a people who will cross over. We need to learn, see, there's many areas. I'm sure you can think of areas in your life right now where you feel like you're in a wilderness, where you feel like you, need, you, you know that you need God's provision for that area. You know you need your inheritance, and it's His desire that you would receive that. And so it's so important that we learn to cross over and possess our land, that we, that we learn to, see, many of you, maybe you're thinking last year, you, maybe you had a rough year, you don't, you, you, often we can get to a new year and we can be anxious. We can, we can say, well, God, what do you have for me this year? What do, do, will I have to go through the same things I did last year? Will I, you know, what, what will this year be like? Maybe you're unsure about that. But I can guarantee you one thing, that it will be different from last year. Why? Because you're going to learn to be a people who cross over. God is going to teach you today how to cross over and possess your inheritance. That is one of his main goals this year, is that you would cross over, is that you would go through out of the wilderness and you would possess and grab all that he has for you. So are we ready for that? We're going to unpack this uh, passage from Joshua. This is one of my, my favourites, this chapter. This whole, the whole book of Joshua is about how to possess their inheritance. And so there is some great keys. There's some incredible wisdom in this. And I believe God, God will speak to you today on how you possess your inheritance this year. So let's get started. Joshua chapter 1. And we're in verse 1. Are we ready? Yeah. We've got it? Yeah. Good. So after the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, it came to pass that the Lord spoke to Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' assistant. So you've got Moses is the servant of the Lord, and then you've got Joshua, who is his assistant of Moses. God says to Joshua, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now, therefore, you arise, go over this Jordan, you and all these people, to the land which I am giving to them, the children of Israel. It's interesting, isn't it, that God wants uh, Joshua to lead the people. He wants them to possess the land. And the first thing that God says to Joshua is, Moses is dead. He's gone. Now, I think Joshua would know that. Uh, typically in, in Hebrew culture, there'd be about 40 days of mourning after someone died. So there's probably been around 40 days since Moses has passed away. And, and Joshua would know that. Moses is dead. And think about how the Israelites and Joshua would be feeling. You've got Moses. He's, he's, in their culture, he's one of the greatest men in the Old Testament, isn't he? It was Moses and Elijah. And so Moses is this great prophet that the Israelites and Joshua didn't know anyone else as their leader. He was the anointed man of God. He was the man who brought them out of slavery in Egypt. He saw he was face to face with God. He was the only one who could uh, encounter the presence of God. And now Moses is dead. And, and so Joshua, think about how he's feeling. What are we going to do? Who's going to lead? What's going to happen? God is targeting the mindset of Joshua, isn't he? Because Joshua doesn't see himself as a leader. Joshua sees himself, he's been serving Moses for 40 years, Moses has been the man. Joshua does not see himself as the anointed leader. And, and for God, for, for them, he knows for them to possess their land that Moses has to see 
that he's anointed. He has to see that he's the one. He, he's the man for the assignment. And that tells me, that, that, that shows me the first point, the first key for us today. If you want to possess more of your inheritance this year, the first point is that you need to see yourself as anointed. You need to see in every area of your life that God has anointed you. You need to see that God has anointed you to cross over and possess your land. The, the anointing of God, uh, the anointing is His power and His ability to move through you. So God's anointing is His power and ability to move on your behalf. 1 John chapter 2, verse 27 tells me it's a great little scripture. I love this one because it says, the anointing of God, His anointing abides within you. It abides within you. So that tells me that everyone who's born again, everyone who, who, if, who said yes to Jesus, the Holy Spirit comes within you and the anointing of God then abides in you. Everyone in this room, the anointing abides within you. Everyone listening online on YouTube, the anointing abides within you today to cross over. It's within you to cross over. But see, you have to see it. There's many, many believers with an anointing within them to possess their inheritance, but they don't partner with it. They don't see it. Uh, in Luke chapter 4, uh, Jesus, he comes out of the wilderness and he's just overcome the enemy. So he's been uh, baptized in the Jordan River. The Holy Spirit comes upon him. So he's got the presence of God. Amen. Like everyone here, we all have the presence of God living within us. He comes out of the wilderness. He's just overcome the enemy. He has a greater level of anointing now. It's interesting that God sends him off into his assignment, into his inheritance. Once he has that greater level of anointing, he's aware that he can overcome the enemy. And he goes to his hometown. And in verse 18, he says, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. So he realizes that the presence of the Holy Ghost is upon him and within him. Like everyone in this room, the presence of the Holy Ghost is upon you and it's in you. And then he says, because, so there's a purpose for it, right? Because he has anointed me. Because he has anointed me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, to bring recovery of sight to the blind, to set free the oppressed. His assignment, wasn't it? That was the inheritance of Jesus on earth to do that. And that's the assignment of the church today as well, isn't it? Heal the brokenhearted, set free the oppressed. But the whole point of that scripture is Jesus realized that he was anointed by God. He understood the purpose of it. He could see it upon his life now. And that shot him off into his ministry. And that tells me that we need to realize today, you need to see that you're anointed by God if you want to possess your inheritance today. In every area of your life, you need to see today that you are anointed by the Holy Spirit because many people, they, the way you quench the Holy Spirit in your life, which is you stop the power of God moving on your behalf, is you don't see that His ability is within you. And uh, we see that with uh, the generation before Joshua. So the Israelites, they got to the, after they came out of Egypt with Moses, they got to the, uh, to the, close to the Jordan so they could see the promised land, right? That was within probably around about two years. Don't quote me on that. It was about two years it took them to get there. And they come and God says, take the land. This land is for you. And we know the story. They spy out the land, don't they? They come back. And what do they say? That generation was full of, it says in Hebrews, they were full of, in Hebrews chapter 3, unbelief. They were full of doubt. They didn't see that they were anointed by God to do it. Were they anointed? Of course they were. God said, you can take this land. But that generation 
did not see that they were anointed by God and so they could never cross over and possess their inheritance. They could never cross over and possess the land because they didn't see it. They didn't partner with God's anointing. And so God had to wait for a whole generation to die off. He had to wait 40 years so that the people who, who didn't see them as, themselves as anointed as able to possess the land to die off so then the people who did could actually go in and possess it. Moses, unfortunately for him, was the last of that generation. Moses is dead, now you can go. And so that tells me in our life, you need to partner with the anointing today. See, wherever this year, think about the, the inheritance that God has for you this year. Think about your dreams, your goals, your desires that, that God's placed upon your heart. Think about the promises He has for your life. And you need to see that He's placed the ability within you to cross over and receive that, to take possession of it. You need to see with your health, with your finances, with your family, with your relationships, that God has given you the ability, His anointing will flow through you to cross over and be, and be prosperous and receive His blessing in that area. Amen? So like Joshua, we need to learn to be a people who see ourselves as anointed. Joshua saw himself with the ability. He didn't see it before. He'd been under Moses, been stuck in the wilderness. But to get out of the wilderness, he had to have a new mindset. God said, no, no, you need to see that you're the man, you're anointed. I've given you the ability to cross over and possess your, possess your land. And that's the same for us. See yourself as anointed by God today in every single area. It doesn't matter what you're doing whether you're walking out through the day. It's not about being arrogant. It's about saying, oh, I'm a child of God. I have His power and ability moving through me. So verse 3 now, God goes on. Every place that the sole of your foot will tread upon, I have given you, as I said to Moses, from the wilderness and this Lebanon as far as the great river, the river Euphrates, all the land of the Hittites and to the great sea toward the going down of the sun, it shall be your territory. No man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I'll be with you. I will not leave you nor forsake you. Wow. So Joshua, he realizes that he's anointed. And then God says, Every place that the sole of your foot will tread upon, I have given you. And he tells him his territory. He shows Joshua his territory, the whole land of Canaan. All this territory, Joshua, is your inheritance. I've given it to you. So Joshua is thinking, okay, God's given it to me. The only issue is that we, if, if you know that his whole inheritance, that Joshua would look at it and it's occupied by all his enemies. It's occupied by seven nations greater than the Israelites. It's occupied by giants. There's giants in the land. Joshua, he looks at the land and what's he see? Enemies. He sees that he hasn't occupied it. There's, there's impossibilities to face, isn't there? Yet God says that he's given it to him. So Joshua, hasn't, there's enemies in the land. He hasn't possessed it, but God says it's yours. I've given it to you. So Joshua has to start thinking differently. If he wants to lead the people, he has to think, well, if God has given me this territory, even though I don't occupy it, I have to begin to take ownership of it. I have to begin to take ownership of what God has given me. And that's the second point today. 
First point, you see that you're anointed by God. The second is that you take ownership of your territory. Take ownership of what God has given to you. See, the enemy, he does exactly the same to believers today, to us today, as he did to the Israelites. What he wants to do is he wants to occupy areas of your life. He wants to occupy areas. He wants to, uh, he wants to, bring, uh, he wants to bring devastation to areas of your life. He wants to try to make it look like that you don't own God's promises. He wants to make it look impossible that you'll receive God's inheritance in your life. He wants to trick you out of your inheritance. He's a lies. He's the father of lies. And so he will do everything he can to intimidate you, to make you think that it's either impossible to get it or it's not yours today. Like the Israelites, he doesn't want you crossing over and possessing your inheritance So he wants to occupy your life. But we have to be a people who will say, no, we take ownership of this. God has given this inheritance to me, even though I don't see it. Even though it looks like the enemy is occupying areas of my life. Even though in areas of my life, it looks like I'm in a wilderness and I haven't yet possessed my inheritance. God's given it to me. Amen. His word says that. 2 Corinthians chapter 1 verse 20 says that all... The promises of God, every promise, our inheritance today, the promises, the land of promises for us, every promise is yes through Christ Jesus. So that means it's yes, it's not, well, maybe it's mine, maybe it's not. I don't see it in my life yet, so maybe it's not mine. And that's what the enemy wants to do, he wants to trick you out of it. Maybe I don't have it. No, no, it's yes through Christ Jesus. So that means because Jesus died on the cross, because he paid the price so that you could have abundant life, so that you could be a son of God, it's yes. He paid the full price for it. You didn't have to do anything. It's not about your effort. It's about what he did. So it's yes. They're ours. And through us, the amen is spoken. All the promises of God are yes through Christ Jesus. And unto us, the amen is spoken. So that means we need to partner with it. Amen. We need to take, that's about taking ownership of it. It's ours in Jesus, it's our inheritance. But we need to take ownership of it. That's the amen there. There's an agreement. It's an amen. And so we think of the areas of your life where you need to take ownership of your inheritance. Where you need to say, God, I don't see it yet. This year, I don't see that I have this provision. It's not, it's not, I haven't yet occupied it. I haven't possessed it, but it's mine. I've been doing... Over this holiday period, my, uh, my, my sister, she's tricked me into doing a little bit of babysitting. So, you know, the, the kind uncle I am, I'll look after her, her two little boys, uh, maybe just for not, not long, a couple of hours a week. It, it's interesting. I like watching little children uh, when, when they play, right? Because you, you see how they operate with each other. We've all seen this when we're looking after little kids. And, and, and the little one, Ryder, he, uh, I'll say that he has a healthy obsession with excavators. He loves excavators, I'm telling you right now. Uh, and so he has this little, uh, this little excavator, and, and it's been given to him. So, so we've said, this is, your, this is yours, this is your excavator. And so he doesn't know any different. He says, well, okay, this is mine. And so he'll come over to our place. The first thing he, do, he does, he'll walk through the door, and he'll go straight to his excavator. He loves it. The only problem for him is he has a little brother, right? And, uh, and so we're, we're, I'm there watching them. Please. He's playing with his excavator. And little, little Maverick 
He's, he's not looking, uh, Ryder's not looking. Little Maverick comes over and takes his excavator away. And, and I'm looking to see what happens here. And, and it was, I mean, it's hilarious. Ryder, he, uh, he, he, he looks at Maverick. He sees that Maverick's playing with his excavator. Ryder then looks at me. And then he goes, goes over to Maverick, pushes him on the ground, rips the excavator from him and goes, that's mine. Says, that's my, that's my digger. And uh, it was great. I had to stop myself laughing because I had to, you know, bring some conflict resolution into the situation. Obviously, being the good uncle I was, poor Maverick, didn't know what hit him. But the, the whole point is, is that he knew what was his, didn't he? He's like, this has been given to me. This is, this is mine. And, you know, maybe that's not what Jesus was referring to when he was talking about you've got to be like little children to come into the kingdom of God. But, uh, but I can tell you right now that often with our inheritance, you've got to be like that little child. You, you, you've, got to, you've got to claim what's yours. You've got to take ownership of it. You've got to say when, when, someone, when the enemy tries to steal it from you or when, when the voices of this world say it's impossible, when there's voices in your life, you know, when, when they're saying, well, you'll always be stuck in this sickness, you'll, you'll never be prosperous, you'll never get a house, you'll never get to this level in your relationship with God, you'll never get that miracle, you've got to say, no, 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 this is mine. You've got to push them out of the way and say, I'm taking ownership of that today. This is my inheritance. Come on. And so God, he says a few things here just in this passage which I want to touch on quickly. And it'll help us to, uh, to get this into our heart on taking ownership of it. Because he says to Joshua, every place that the sole of your foot will tread upon, I have given you. And so that tells me that God's given it to him, but there actually has to be an agreement in Joshua's life, doesn't there? Joshua actually has to go and walk in the land. So there has to be an agreement between what God says and Joshua's actions, what Joshua does. There has to be an agreement there. So there has to be an agreement in your, between what God says, what his inheritance is, and your life. So you think about that, that word agreement, it's a, it's a great word. It comes from the uh, Greek word symphoneo. So it's where we get uh, symphony from. It's where we get our word symphony. So if you think of symphony, it's like a harmony, like a like-mindedness. But really, it, it actually means to voice the same opinion. It means voice the same opinion. So you've got to voice God's opinion over your life. That's how you agree with your inheritance. The enemy doesn't like, uh, sorry, yeah, the enemy doesn't like Christians who speak. He loves silent believers. But you've got to voice your inheritance today. You look at the areas of your life where you want to possess the land, you've got to voice it out. You've got to say what God says. You've got to, you've got to say his opinion over that area rather than everyone else's. You've got to say his opinion. Get his word and speak it out. Amen? That's the agreement part. God then says to Joshua, I will never leave you nor forsake you. No man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life. And that would give Joshua confidence, wouldn't he? To take ownership of his land. That he knows that God will never leave him nor forsake him. And the God that is with him is greater and more powerful than every single enemy, than every single person he will ever face. See, that tells me today that the God who is with me, the, the, the power that is placed within me, the ability, is greater than every single problem I'll ever face this year. The God who is with you is greater and more powerful than your enemy. Amen? 
He's got greater power and ability within you. Greater is he who is in you. Amen. So we walk around knowing that God with me is more powerful than my greatest problem, than the situation I'm facing, facing today. And lastly, lastly, God says to Joshua, as I was with Moses, so I will be with you. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. The God who was with Moses, the God who did all the incredible signs, the God who did all the amazing uh, miracles through Moses, delivered them out of Egypt. Joshua would have seen all this. He would have seen all the provision, the, the, the miracles in the wilderness. That same God that Joshua saw who was with Moses is with him. Come on now. The same God. See, uh, Romans chapter 2, verse 11 says that God is no respecter of persons. Acts chapter 10, 24, God doesn't show favoritism, no partiality in the kingdom. What does that mean? It means that the same God who's been with all the saints, when you look at everything that's happened in the past, in your life today, when you look at uh, all the great revivals in the past, the God who was with Smith Wigglesworth, the God who's with Bill Johnson today, he's done all the incredible miracles through them, he's with you. He's with you. He desires to do exactly the same thing through you today. There's no favoritism, no partiality. God's not a respecter of persons. He'll do exactly the same as he's done through Moses, Joshua, through all the great men and women of faith. He'll do the same through you today. Come on. That gives me confidence to take ownership of my inheritance, does it not? So we've got to take ownership of this. Joshua, he's coming into this land and God says, I've given you all this territory and it's yours. Even though it's occupied by your enemy, this is your territory today. And Joshua takes ownership of it. We need to look at our inheritance, know your inheritance. May I suggest if you don't know it, get into the Word, spend time with God, understand what it is, know your inheritance, and then take ownership of it. Realize that in Jesus, through Him, it's all ours. It's all yours today. So we're in verse 6 now. Be strong, God says, and of good courage. For to this people... I shall divide as inheritance as an inheritance the land which I swore to their fathers to give them. Only be strong and very courageous that you may observe to do all according to the law which my Moses, my, my servant commanded you. Don't turn from it to the right or to the left that you may prosper wherever you go. This book of the law, don't let it depart from your mouth. Meditate on it day and night that you may observe to do all that's written in it for then you will make your way prosperous. Then you will have good success. Have I not commanded you be strong and of good courage. Don't be afraid nor dismayed. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. There's a lot in that, isn't there? Amazing. So for Joshua now to take the land, to, to possess his inheritance and cross over, sees that he's anointed. He, he's taken ownership of his land. But now he has to be strong and courageous, doesn't he? Because firstly, he has to lead people. He has to lead himself. He has to lead them to cross over and possess the land. And it says he has to obey God. He has to obey God's voice, obey God's law, right? So Moses, oh, sorry, Joshua, he has to be strong and courageous to lead himself, to lead people. And he has to be very courageous, it says very, to obey God's voice, to listen to God's voice and obey it. And so that tells me that's the... Third point today, God is telling us something, is He not? We need to be strong 
and very courageous this year. Be strong and very courageous. The strength that God is talking about is not a physical strength. Thank you, Lord. Otherwise, I might be in trouble. But the, the, the strength he's talking about, it's, it's a mental strength, isn't it? It's a willpower. In fact, that word courage, it comes from the Hebrew word chemet, and it means to act willingly or willingly act in the face of adversity. Willingly act and persevere in the face of adversity. Joshua is going to face a lot of adversity as he leads people and he goes to occupy his territory. So he has to be strong and courageous. He has to willingly act in the face of adversity. It's interesting that God says it three times. He says, be strong and courageous. He commands him three times, doesn't he? And that word, that number uh, three in the Bible, it always represents resurrection power. So you think Jesus, he, he rose again on the third day, didn't he? Rose again on the third day. Three represents the resurrection power of God, resurrection life. And so there's a bit of a pattern in here. God's telling us that as we be strong and courageous, as you willingly act and persevere this year in the face of adversity, it'll unlock resurrection power in your life. It'll unlock resurrection power. It'll bring the, the wilderness that you're in. As you stay strong and courageous, it unlocks the resurrection power of God to bring life to the dead areas of your life. It unlocks His power to cross over. Come on now. Someone should take that today. The resurrection power of God comes to your life as you persevere in your inheritance. As you say, this is my inheritance and I'm, I'm willing to act. I'm going to act on it. I'm going to be strong and I'm going to be courageous. And we see that... Uh, a few examples in the life of David. King David, he, he's in 1 Samuel chapter 17. The, the nation of Israel, they've got a few issues because they're coming up against the Philistines, the, the picture of the enemy, and they're facing the champion Goliath. We know the story. And, and the voice of the day, the, the, the word of the, you know, everything was going contrary to God's voice. The nation had no confidence in themselves. No one could defeat Goliath. No one believed they could defeat the enemy. No one believed they could possess their inheritance in overcoming the, the, the Philistines, right? And so David, he comes in and uh, he's a shepherd boy. Think about that, a teenager, a shepherd boy. And he, he comes in, he sees the battle, he sees what's going on. He hears the voices of his brothers, hears the voices of the army. It's impossible, we can't do it. We can't overcome this enemy. And David says, who is this uncircumcised Philistine? So uncircumcision means he's not in covenant with God. To be in covenant with God, you have to be circumcised, right? Unfortunately. And David said, who is this uncircumcised Philistine? Who is that? That he should defy the armies of the living God. In other words, who is this enemy who's not in covenant with God, that he should defy us who are in covenant with God? Come on now. And so David, he says, no, 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 this isn't right. I know God's will. I know God, what God says about this. I know God's perspective of this situation. And so he, he, willing, he acts upon that. He realizes what's happening. He takes courage. He's strong. He's courageous. He perseveres. The kid, the, his brothers tell him, you can't do it. The king says, you're going to die. I can't do it. No, 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 but he perseveres. He goes, takes on Goliath. And we know that he, he kills Goliath, doesn't he? God comes through for him kills Goliath, they destroy the army of the Philistines, the whole army flees. And David, he goes from being a shepherd boy into the king's palace. 
major promotion. He, he goes to possessing a part of God's inheritance for his life. David's inheritance on earth would, that was that he would uh, rule over the nation of Israel, that they would rule in that land. David would be a king. And so what happened is David was strong and courageous. God's power was unlocked in his life and he crossed over and possessed more of his inheritance. Come on. You look at Daniel. We see Daniel in, in Daniel chapter 6. The king sends a, he sends a message across the land saying that you cannot worship any other gods but me. I'm God and you can't worship anyone else. And obviously that's a problem for Daniel because he worships the one and true God. And so he says, well, you know, I'm not going to follow that. The order was if anyone worshipped any other God, you'd get killed. You'd, you'd be done. So we know that he was throwing the lines then. And so what he does is he goes home, and I love this part of the scripture, because it says he goes to his window to pray. Now think about that. It, maybe he could pray back in the room so people wouldn't see him. But no, 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 he, he's strong and he's courageous. He's like, no, no, I'm going to go to my window and I'm going to pray to God. And people see him. And there's people that see him, they go to the king, they say, this is what Daniel has done. And the king has to stay true to his word. And so they throw Daniel into the lion's den. And we know what happens. The mouth of the lions are shut. Gets up the next morning. Daniel's alive. King pulls him out, throws his enemies in. So Daniel's enemies are now destroyed. And God is glorified in the land. Daniel goes to a greater perspective in the king's sight. So through that one act of courage, when he persevered in the face of adversity, I wonder what his friends were doing. What have we got? Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Abednego, yeah. I wonder what they were thinking. They probably weren't praying at the window. They didn't get thrown in the lion's den. But he was the one who was strong and courageous. He acted willingly. He, 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 he acted in the face of adversity. And even though it looked bad, even though it looked like he got a demotion, he got a promotion. God's power shows up and he gets set free. He goes to a higher level in the land, possesses more of his inheritance. See, all this tells me that as you continually act in the face of adversity this year, in areas of your life where you're in the wilderness, God is saying, be strong and be courageous. Be strong, be courageous. Keep acting. Keep persevering on his word. Joshua had to act and obey. Uh, he, had to he had to follow the voice of God. He had to obey God's voice, didn't he? He had to know God's voice and he had to act upon it. That's the same for us today. Every area of your life, you know, maybe I can guarantee you it'll require you to go to a greater level of faith. God will say, I want you to go to a greater level of faith. Maybe it's with your giving. Maybe it's with your serving. It could be something to do with your business. Maybe it's with your family. All the voices of the world say you should raise your kids a certain way. But we've got to be strong and courageous and say, no, I'm going to, I'm going to raise them with kingdom principles. The world looks at the church and says, well, you're stupid for giving. That's ridiculous. The, the whole voice of the world is, don't do it. But we've got to persevere. You've got to persevere and say, even though this may look like it's not working, it'll work. God's power will show up in your life. Amen? Amen. Strong and courageous. I love that one. And, uh, and there's a little bit in here that God says to Joshua, and this will help us. If you want to find strength and courage this year, this will help you. Because God says to Joshua, in, that, in between when he says strong and courageous, don't let this book of the law depart from your lips. Keep it, keep it on your mouth day and night. Meditate upon it. Then you will be prosperous and successful in possessing your inheritance. 
then you will stay strong and courageous. So that, that word meditate means to focus upon. So meditate, is, it's a good word. You focus upon. Now, we know that Joshua was in the Old Covenant, and so a lot of people just want to throw this scripture out so we don't have to meditate upon the law. But there's a principle from that. No, we don't focus upon the law. But see, Romans 8 says, we no longer focus on the, letter of the law of the letter, but we focus on the law of the Spirit. See, we meditate. For us, it's about meditating upon the Spirit, focusing upon the Spirit. Why? Because one of His primary roles in your life is to reveal Jesus to you. One of the roles of the Holy Spirit is to show Jesus to you more and more. It's so that you can have an intimate relationship with God. So the more you fix your eyes upon Jesus, the more you fix your eyes upon God when you spend time with Him in worship, spending time with Him in prayer, getting into the Word, the more you, uh, the more you get intimate with the Father, the greater level of courage you'll get. The greater, level, the greater level of perseverance you'll be able to have this year as you go to a greater level in Him. It's interesting in that scripture that the very last time he says, be strong and courageous, he says, the Lord your God will be with you. The Lord your God. Before that, he said, the Lord God will be with you. But now he says, the Lord your God. So that tells me that as Joshua was meditating, as he meditated upon the Lord, God is saying that you will go into a greater intimacy with me. The Lord your God will be with you. So there's an upgrade in Joshua's relationship with the Father. And it's the same for us today. As you meditate, as you focus upon Jesus, as you spend time in the Spirit, praying in tongues this year, focusing upon God, fixing your eyes upon Him, you'll go to a greater level of intimacy with the Father and it will release more courage in your life. It will release a greater strength within you to act upon what God is telling you to do. It will release a greater strength to obey His voice, to say, this is what God is saying, I'm going to act upon that. I'm going, to, I'm going to operate, I'm going to go to a greater level of faith this year and I'm going to act upon what the Father is saying, not on the voices around me, like Joshua, like David, like Daniel. You need to persevere this year. There's going to be times where God will want you to persevere, keep doing, keep acting upon His Word, keep doing what He says about your inheritance, keep saying, you know, maybe, you, maybe you've got a sickness and God will say, no, no, you're healed. doesn't look like it, but you've got to act. It's your inheritance so you've got to keep acting. You've got to keep persevering in that face of adversity. Amen? And so I want to encourage you that God has a great inheritance laid up for you this year. That, that He wants you to spend time with Him and He wants you to, he wants you to get a hold of, of your, the dreams, the desires He's placed upon your life because He wants you to possess that. It's His great desire that you would go to greater levels in Him, that you will possess your inheritance, you, like the Israelites, that you will cross over the Jordan and that you will possess the, the promises of God for your life. It's interesting that the Jordan, it's always a picture of the place of change. Everywhere, every time you see Jordan in Scripture, change always happens. Jesus in the Jordan gets baptised, there's change. Israelites go through the Jordan, there's change. And so that tells me that things can get uncomfortable when you're crossing over. It can feel a bit rocky. It can be uncomfortable. You, you have to go through a bit of change. It may require change in your life, a bit of transformation. But that is God's, that's His great desire and goal for you, is that there will be change in the wilderness, that you'll cross over and possess the inheritance that He has for you this year, that you'll possess your dreams, that you'll possess His provision for your assignment this year. Amen?
So do we feel encouraged? Joshua, he, crosses, he crosses over. He realizes that I'm anointed. That he saw that he was anointed by God. So you see that you're anointed by God today in every area of your life. I'm anointed by God to cross over. Doesn't matter if I don't feel it. Doesn't matter if it doesn't look like it. No, no, no. I'm anointed by God. And then you take ownership of your inheritance. This is mine today. It's my inheritance. I'm taking ownership of it. God's given it to me. It may look like the enemy's occupied your land, but no, 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 it's mine. It's rightfully mine. I have a covenant right that this is my inheritance today. And then we be strong and courageous. Be strong and courageous this year. Step out. Act in faith. Do things. Persevere. Amen. Act upon God's word. And you possess your inheritance. I can guarantee you, as you get this into you, like Joshua, you will possess more of your inheritance this year. Amen? So let's pray. Thank you, Father. That's your great desire, Holy Spirit, that, that you've, you've come within us. You've made your home inside every single person in this room. And that you've, you've come in us. Your presence abides within us, Lord. And you've anointed us for a purpose. You've given us the ability, like Joshua, to cross over. You've given us the ability, Father, to possess our inheritance. You have an, you have an incredible promise over every person in this room. Specific promises for each people on what they get to receive, on what they'll receive this year, what you have laid up for them this year in 2018. You've placed dreams upon each person's life. You've placed visions. You've placed a goal upon their lives. You've placed an assignment for them to fulfill this year. You want them to grow and mature in you. And you've equipped us for that, Holy Spirit. That's our inheritance. You give us the ability to cross over and receive it. And so we thank you for that, Father. And we declare today that we are a strong and courageous people. We declare that we own this, that this is our territory today. We own it. We own it. The enemy doesn't own it. The world doesn't own it. It's ours today. It's yours. The inheritance is yours. The blessing and the favour of God is yours today. He's blessed you with every spiritual blessing. And He's called you to access it, to cross over. And so we speak out that, Father, we are a people who are strong, who are courageous, and we cross over in Jesus' name. I declare of every single person in this room, you have the ability to cross over, and that you will. That you will. That you will cross over and receive your inheritance. You'll possess your land this year. You'll possess the promises that God has for you this year. They are yours, and you will possess them. You will possess them, I declare over your life. In Jesus' mighty name. And there's a few people here and you feel like that, that the enemy, he's occupied your land for so long. You feel like, I, I, I can never, I've been in the wilderness for so long in my life. For, so, for, for years and years and years, you've been in the wilderness and you've seen the enemy occupy your territory. You've seen him, whether it's, whether it's to do with your children, whether it's to do with your health, whether it's to do with your finances, but the enemy has occupied your territory for years and he's tried to bully you. He's tried to trick you out of your inheritance. 
But I'm here to tell you today that God has a word for you. He says it's yours. He says that, yes, you've been in the wilderness for this long, but it's time to get a new mindset. It's time to persevere. Keep persevering. It's time to stay in that realm of faith like Timothy. You fight the good fight of faith. That means you stay in the realm of faith today and you will cross over. God's resurrection power, His supernatural ability will move on your behalf and you will occupy the land. It may take some contending. Joshua, he had to contend with seven greater nations than than what the Israelites were. But God says to you today that you will possess the land. You will. So continually take ownership of it. Continually say it's yours. Speak out. Declare this year over your life. Because God has an incredible inheritance for you. Jesus, He's died so that you can receive it now. So that you can receive it this year. Not just when you get to heaven, but you can receive it. So we thank you, Jesus.